Welcome to the Live to Love blog for August 2023. Hi, my name's Norm Wakefield. We've been doing a series on It's a Matter of Identity, and this month's blog is part three, Who is Your Power Source? When you're facing responsibilities, do you rely on your own strength? It's easy to do. We do it without thinking, without thinking about who we belong to. We belong to and are connected to our Heavenly Father through our faith in Jesus Christ, His Son. One of the astounding blessings of salvation is a new relationship with God. We see with the eyes of faith that the Father of Jesus Christ has become our Father. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Galatians in chapter 4, verse 7, Because you are my sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This great truth unveils the second identity principle we considered last month. Identity has to do with power. As believers in Christ, we've become connected to the greatest power source known to mankind. He's available all the time and in any circumstance. Let's, let's look at what God's Word reveals about the Holy Spirit and His relationship to power in our lives. Identity Principle 2. Identity has to do with power. The Holy Spirit dwelling within us is our power from God. The following verses attest to the source of power dwelling in Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit. Jesus' life cannot be explained apart from the indwelling and ministry of the Spirit of God. Luke one thirty five says, The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Luke 4.14 And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about Him spread through all the surrounding district. Now let's look at the Holy Spirit's presence, how it confirms that Jesus has been glorified. What an indescribable gift we've been given by the Father and the Son. Because we are sons or daughters of God, He has given us His Spirit to fill us and empower us. Let the truth and the abundance of these verses thrill your soul. We know Jesus has been glorified before the Father because the Holy Spirit lives in us. John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39 says this, He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, the power of the Holy Spirit has been given, and is available to every believer. It's our birthright. The power of the Holy Spirit is primarily for holy living, and thus powerful witnessing. It is the Holy Spirit who manifests the life of Jesus Christ, His presence in the lives of God's children. He gives us gifts for ministry to others as a means of building up the body into the full image of Jesus Christ. Believers, however, must be discerning when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit because there are counterfeit gifts who will produce destructive results in the lives of the unsuspecting and undiscerning. God's Word clearly teaches that gifts are not for show, but for ministry to the body of Christ, and that signs and wonders were also acts of ministry and deliverance. 
1 Corinthians 12, 4-7 Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries in the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then in chapter 14, verse 26. What is the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Therefore, ecstatic experiences such as speaking in tongues without interpretation, slaying in the spirit, barking like dogs, or holy laughter are exposed for what they really are, the manifestation of spirits other than the Holy Spirit. None of these manifestations are affirmed in the scriptures and thus should be suspected. God's word is our rule for faith and practice. These counterfeit experiences are powerful, but their source is a dark power masquerading as light. Their presence judges God's children to see if they will live by God's word for his glory or by their experiences. Often, people who are not born again by God's spirit open themselves to these experiences and are led to think they're Christians because they can speak in tongues or have been slain in the Spirit by a prophet. Others gain an attitude of spiritual superiority and pride because they've received the blessing. The fruit of the Holy Spirit's ministry is clearly stated in Scripture. In all of the Apostle Paul's writing, the ministry of the Holy Spirit leads believers to put to death the flesh, life, and to put in the life of Jesus Christ. That's Galatians 5, 16 and 17, as well as Romans 8, 12 through 16. This is the direction of the power from above. Now notice the power available to believers in the following verses. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you're to stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. Acts 1, 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Romans 15:13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4:20. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Ephesians 1, 19. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened to see what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. And then Ephesians three sixteen that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Colossians 1.11, Paul prays, that they would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, 
Peter, speaking of the saints, says they are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And then 2 Peter 1.3, seeing that his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And then Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Have you ever felt like you didn't have the strength to do what God requires? <laughs> sure you have. All of us have. We don't have the strength without a conscious reliance in relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. How are we to love our children? How are they to love us? How can a husband and wife be faithful and love one another? How can children obey their parents? How can we obey the Lord? The answer to all these questions is the same, only by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he was given to us. The verses that I just read inform us of the riches that are ours because we belong to the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you have his Spirit. If you don't have his Spirit, then you don't belong to Christ. Romans 8 9 says, However, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Well, why be connected to Jesus? As we studied the previous lesson last month, we discovered the reason a person wishes to connect or belong to another person is that he obtains something he values from that association. A teen befriends another teen because he or she thinks they can increase popularity or gain certain social or financial advantages, perhaps. But it's all about power. The same is true about our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's about power. Why should you or anyone seek a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because He is the only way to the Father. Because He has publicly and historically demonstrated the power to defeat sin, death, and Satan. Because we are sinners and his death and resurrection set us free from sin's penalty, power, and ultimately its presence. Because the Father and the Son have promised the Holy Spirit to those who believe in and daily apply what Jesus has done and promised. So the Holy Spirit, who empowered the Son of God, Jesus, is the only way anyone can live to glorify God as they fulfill their daily responsibilities to love, serve, and be light. You need Him. Your children need Him. Without Him, you cannot experience fullness in life. Have you been content to live without the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Have you tried to train, teach, and love your children without being filled with the rivers of living water? Have you and your family members been careless in their relationship with the Holy Spirit? This lesson has focused on identity principle number two, in Christ, identity has to do with power. You connect to Jesus because he provides everything you need. Well, the following exercises are powerfully designed to help you grow in your identity with Jesus Christ. Take a moment and jot down your thoughts or questions as a result of reading or listening to this lesson. Here's some personal application. One, how is it with you and the Holy Spirit? I recommend a Holy Spirit relationship check. After listening to the verses above, 
And by the way, you can go on my website, spiritofelijah.com, and go to the blog, and you can read it. After looking at these verses, take some time to consider your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is the presence of Christ in your life. Have you grieved or quenched Him in any way? I hope you'll read Ephesians 4, 25 through chapter 5, verse 33. And as a family, make a list of what grieves and encourages the presence and fullness of the Holy Spirit. Here's a second application. What do you think one will experience if he or she has been careless, grieved the Holy Spirit, not repented, or made the relationship right? What might one expect from the Holy Spirit if he or she valued a relationship with the Holy Spirit and kept the relationship free from grievances? Well, I want to invite you personally to apply what you've learned about the Holy Spirit in yourself in this lesson. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you as you pray. Listen to Him as He tells you where and when you've grieved Him. Write down what comes to mind. Then express your heart to Him honestly and often. If you believe and if you belong to Christ, walk in and with His Spirit. He is your power source. Well, this has been an excerpt from my book, Walking Worthy as a Son of God. It's from the Walking Worthy series, Volume 1. It's available in print and ebook format at www.spiritofelijah.com. I'd also like to tell you about some resources by my mentor, Jerry White Jr. Spiritofelijah.com has the privilege of hosting a resource page for my friend and mentor, Jerry White. He and his wife, Jerry with a G, have had a tremendous impact on our lives since we were 29 years old. Although he has a webpage, a disciplesnotebook.org, where video resources are available, his books are only available on our website. I invite you to visit spiritofelijah.com forward slash node, that's N-O-D-E, forward slash 615, and become familiar with the spiritual riches God has given to the body of Christ through Jerry. Here's a brief description of what is available. There's the book Fellowship with God. This brief and simple, that's 80 pages, has been used to help many discover the reality of true fellowship with God beyond just having daily devotions. Another book, The Spirit and Presence of Christ, is an invitation and simple instruction in how to seek and experience a vibrant relationship with Jesus through the indwelling Holy Spirit. A third book, God Drew Near, Personal Testimonies of God's Grace Written to Encourage and Increase Your Faith, Love, and Hope. Then there's A Disciple's Notebook. These are excerpts from writings of spiritual giants throughout the ages. They've been chosen because of their deep insight and inspiration into relationship with Jesus Christ. And then just recently, A Disciple's Notebook Number 2. It's another collection of excerpts from writings of spiritual giants throughout the ages. So I hope you'll check out uh, Jerry's resources at spiritofelijah.com. I'd like to also invite you to host a Live to Love Adventure at your church or homeschool organization. The Live to Love Adventure is a Friday-Saturday event which invites and equips God's people to live to love with Jesus for the rest of their lives. The goal of the 10-part series is to grow intimacy with the indwelling Jesus Christ by learning how to be His disciple in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus launched the Live to Love movement when he commissioned his disciples to go make disciples who would love the world with him. 
I would consider it an honor and privilege to present the Live to Love adventure at your church or organization. Promotional videos and resources are available at livetolovewithjesus.com. And then you can contact me at norm at spiritofelijah.com. At livetolovewithjesus.com, there is also a streaming video of the Live to Love adventure, which you can use personally or in a small group, family Bible time, or as a discipleship tool. May the Lord bless you as you grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit and draw upon Him as your source of power for daily living. Mm -hmm.